It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Wizards podcast. Ben Standick here. I am the host of this year's podcast. You can also find my work on NBCWashington.com and FanRag Sports. And of course, I talk a lot about the Wizards and other things on Twitter at Ben Standick. Appreciate you checking out the podcast. Uh, on this year's podcast, we've got things to discuss. The Wizards imploded yet again, getting routed in Charlotte by the Hornets. Uh, d- defensive nightmare for the Wizards. And Scott Brooks is talking changes, so we're going to ponder what he's talking about in just a moment. In addition, uh, I interviewed uh, Kelly Oubre a couple of days ago during the homestand, and uh, just kind of looking for the right slot to put it in, and I think today is a good time to get this in here, so I'll, I'll, I'll share my one-on-one with Kelly Oubre about where he's at with his season, uh, how he processes some of these losses, and we talked about his puppies. So, you know, well, what else do you need? In a, uh, in a podcast. Um, so we'll do that. In addition, I'll just give you this heads up. I did an interview last night with our pal Jay Michael, formerly of CSN. Uh, you, of course, find him on Twitter all the time at this is Jay Michael. We went for about 45 minutes, talked Wizards, talked a little bit GW as well. He's now a big GW guy. Um, I'm going to put that, since, since that one went long, I'm going to put that one up. And since we talked also about college basketball, I'm going to put that up first on my Basketball in the DMV podcast, which you can find on patreon.com forward slash Ben Standick. That will be accessible if you are a patron. Uh, you can go uh, become one if you go to patreon.com forward slash Ben Standick. So I'm going to put that up there first. I will then re- I will then play it uh, here in a few days. Um, it, it's bigger picture stuff, kind of where things are at with this team. Uh, n- nothing necessarily pertinent to the Charlotte game per se. So... If you want to hear that one right away, I will put that interview up on the Basketball on the DMV podcast uh, in the next 24 hours. So um, let's get to it. I'll start here with, um, well, let's start here with Scott Brooks, right? Because Scott Brooks had a lot to say last night after the Wizards were just a train wreck. Uh, one one thirty three one oh nine. Uh, Charlotte had seventy seven points in the first half, a franchise record. They got whatever they wanted around the rim. Pick and rolls are working. Kemba Walker, Dwight Howard, uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist had twenty one points. The, the Wizards just had nothing going on defensively. And you know, look, Charlotte got back their co- their head coach Steve Clifford, who had been away for a while because of an illness. So we're glad to see Steve Clifford back. I've always said I enjoy. He's one of the coaches I really enjoy listening talk um, during pregame. Uh, so glad to see him back, and and perhaps that gave the Hornets an, an, an emotional lift. And, and and I'm not discounting that aspect of it, but come on, you know we've seen these the Wizards time and time again now just look uh, disinterested or disconnected or whatever. And uh, 
you know, coming off that road trip, that, that homestand where they went two and three, and even in the two wins were, were hardly that impressive. You know, it, it, it seems like we may have, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say we've reached a tipping point in terms of the de- the downside of things. You know, my, my rule here was we're not going to call it a turnaround until we really see it. And thank God we never said we did. Uh, so I won't go so far as to say this is the, this is the breaking point that get ready. Things are, all things are about to change in part because I don't know what Scott Brooks can do. But in any event, here's what Scott Brooks said after the game to reporters last night. Asked about the team's performance, he said, quote, uh, we've got to find guys that are going to compete. Can't win a game in this league and not compete. You've got to compete for each other. It has to be a brotherhood. They were making shots, shots, says, but we ha- we were helping them make shots. It's unacceptable the way we competed. We're going to have to change some things and make sure that we're all going to compete. And if we're not... We're going to have to find guys that are going to compete. Okay? So, let's go through a couple things here. Uh, first off, he says, and look, I get the anger. Well, it's understandable. Uh, th- th- there's been, there's a lot of issues. I mean, just from, uh, just looking at it from last night, you know, Markeith Morris got in early foul trouble. He only played, what, five minutes in the first half, 15 total, um, because he got in foul trouble. Mar- Marcin Gortat, he did have eight rebounds in nine, in 20 minutes. But zero points, and on the flip side, Dwight Howard went for 18 and 15. And honestly, normally Gortat Howard is a pretty fair matchup. If not one, Gortat gets his own on. But last night, not uh, not not the case. John Wall went for 12 and nine. Kemba went for 19 and seven. And uh, you know, defensively, he just didn't feel there. I mean, Bradley Beal was making shots. Mike Scott was making shots off the bench. Kelly Oubre, who we'll hear from in a moment, was making shots. But just generally speaking, you know, it felt just like another game where this team. Was just not, uh, was just not feeling it. So I asked people on Twitter today at Ben Standing, what do you do? Uh, what, you know, if, if you're, if you're, um, Ernie Grunfeld, oh, I'm sorry, Ernie Grunfeld, people were mentioning Ernie Grunfeld when, when I said things, uh, we, you know, if you're Scott Brooks, like what actually are you gonna do? And some, some, some suggestions, uh, I'll read some here quickly here. Uh, Aaron Rupar from saying that right at AT Rupar on Twitter. Bench Keith, start Mike Scott. I can't stand watching Markeith commit fouls at a ridiculous rate while getting out hustled anymore. Um, you know, uh, I've said before on the Markeith thing, <clears throat> he's one of the starters where I do wonder what does it does to him if you bench him you know, from a mental standpoint. But I also at the same, you know, I have also said before that you know that they should consider it because there are times where it doesn't look like he's going all out um, with the effort. Um, and, and starting Mike Scott would certainly be an option. Obviously, I think starting Kelly Oubre would be an option. At least I wouldn't love it in in that if you start Kelly Oubre, there's no backup three now on the bench if we're sitting Markeith, right? Um, and, and that can kind of throw out, throw the rotation out of whack a little bit. Nonetheless, it's something to consider because Ubre, if nothing else, he does bring the hustle on a regular basis and, and that's something to be noted. Um, let's see here. At 22Savage on Twitter says they should give McCullough a chance. He can't be worse than Mahimi. Um, different types of positions, obviously, but look, I will say this. I've made fun about the fact that the Wizards have essentially three dead spots at the back of their roster because Scott Brooks is not playing Chris McCullough, which is, I get it. He's not shown 
worthy that he's worthy of playing. But he but Scott Brooks has also said that Chris McCullough brings a lot of energy in practice. Well, if energy is what he's looking for, if he's looking for guys to compete, then maybe I would consider giving Chris McCullough some run, not in the place of Mahimi necessarily, because that's not really the thing. But look, if you really wanted to take it radical, if and I'm you know if 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 Marquise Morris is in fact somebody that Scott Brooks thinks needs to get going, all right, well then maybe consider sitting Marquise Morris just flat out and play McCullough in that spot. Or if Jody Meeks is who uh, he got back in the rotation last night, all the minutes last night were skewed because the starters didn't play in the fourth quarter. Uh, but but Jody Meeks, you know, didn't do much particularly. He was two for three from the field, one of two from three. So, you know, that's not nothing. He had five rebounds. But, you know, he, there wasn't much going on for anybody last night, to be in fairness. If, if, if Brooks wants to figure out something else, okay, then maybe take Jody Meeks out of the occasion, uh, 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 rotation, sorry, equation, rotation, and, you know, play Otto and play go bigger lineups, play Otto slash Ubre more as a two and, and have McCullough come in as some sort of a, you know, stretch four situation. I don't know. Uh, I, I, at this point, if, if, if you want to be, if, you, if <laughs> it goes back to my point of, I don't know Scott Brooks can say a lot of things, but I don't really know where he's going. Tim Frazier, I mean, I don't think Sadoransky's a guy who's lacking energy, so you're not going to use, you're not going to sit him, which means Tim Frazier has no spot. Jason Smith played a little bit last night. If you're sitting Markeith or you're sitting one of the centers, Jason Smith can play, but he doesn't help you anywhere else. So there's only so many spots Brooks can go. Uh, you know, Otto Porter had another kind of nothing game last night. Team low, minus 24, plus minus, two for six from the field. Two rebounds, two assists, no steals. Uh, they're not getting much from him this, the, at the moment. I wrote about a little bit about that over on um, fan rag sports about the, 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 the sort of bagging on Otto Porter and, and is it about him not getting open? Is it about other people not getting him, get, you know, setting him up for shots? So on and so on. So if I, you know, if you make me guess, I, I would guess that Mark, the, the Marquise Morris thing is, is where Brooks goes. But look, it could be really, it could be Gortat. I, I would just be stunned if it's Otto Porter simply because, I mean, one, he's been incredibly effective most of the year. He hasn't been that great in 2018. Okay, we're not going to argue that, but at the same point, you know, between the contract and between his general high effectiveness, I, I don't think it's that unless you tell me that the hip is an issue and you want to give it rest, which is a totally fine point, but then make that point and as opposed to saying he's not running around enough for that. So I don't know. Well, it'll be interesting to see Wizards, of course, back in action Friday against the Pistons, who are reeling. I, I believe when the, when the Wizards face the Pistons, They've now faced them, what, I want to say three times? And the second time they faced them, the Pistons were second in the Eastern Conference. They're now all the way down to eighth, only a game, a, a half a game out of, out of ninth. The Wizards, for those wondering, are in fifth, two games behind third place Cleveland, a game and a half behind fourth place Miami, a team that has no all-stars. And yet here they are ahead of the Wizards, who potentially have two. And they are two and a half games ahead of Philadelphia, who is in ninth. So the Wizards are right there in between. They can go either way. And, you know, the momentum is swinging the wrong way right this moment. At the same point, the Wizards are six and four in their last ten. It's this constant pull and push and pull with this team. They drive us crazy. But then you look at the record and you're like, well, if they just get on a little bit of run here, they can catch Cleveland for third and yada, yada, yada. But uh, anyway, so, so we'll see what happens with Scott Brooks. 
Uh, oh, I meant to say the Pistons, they've lost three in a row and are three and seven in their last ten. So they've got their own issues uh, for sure. All right. You are listening to the Locked on Wizards podcast. Ben Standick here, and we're going to talk in just a quick second here with Wizards six-man Kelly Oubre. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, Ubre, you know, uh, for those of you who, of course, listen when Todd Divas is on or, or follow Todd on Twitter, you know, Todd is a... Uh, I wouldn't say he's a, he's at all a, 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 an Ubre hater or anything like that. I would say that he's uh, I can get there sometimes myself. It sort of gets frustrated. Ubre is a guy who everybody just loves to love because he is a fun watch. He's energetic. He's cool. Um, when he does things, that I always say it always looks like it's going on a poster. Whereas Otto Porter, it never looks like that. At, at best, Otto Porter looks like it's an instructional video, and that's not nearly as fun as a poster. And therefore. Um, it, it feels like the, the Ubre hype sometimes runs wild where the, the people don't point out the, the, the downside of, of the mistakes and what have you. But look, the reality is, I mean, Ubre right now, he's fourth on the team in scoring with, uh, 11.9 points a game. That's ahead of, that's ahead of Markeith, ahead of Markeith Morris. He is, um, he's, he's hitting, 39.8% of his threes, essentially 40%. That's pretty good. I mean, on the team, Mike Scott's at 44, Otto's at 42.5, Sadoransky's a tick over 40. But, and so the numbers are good for Ubre. And, and, you know, the reality is, yes, he, he, he still has several lapses. Part of what we talk about in here, we, Kelly Ubre and I talked after the Wizards lost at home to Utah, in the end of that game, Ubre was on the hook for a couple of defensive lapses. Scott Brooks mentioned it. Some of the players did as well, uh, including he on one play where Donovan Mitchell penetrates. After the Wizards have taken a lead, Donovan Mitchell penetrates the lane. John Wall's got some decent defense on him, not, get, not going to let Mitchell get by him. But Ubre with Ingles up high on the three-point arc, Ubre dips in the lane just enough to, to sort of try to put a hand in there that it gives Mitchell space to feed Ingles. Ingles gets the open shot, hits the three, puts the Jazz up for good. And so there's still some of that going on and some other so, some other lapses. But, you know, like I said, if, if Brooks is looking for people who are who are engaged in energy and providing energy, Ubre is doing that. And therefore, it'll be very interesting to see what happens here with Scott Brooks. But in any event, a very interesting young man to chat with uh, always. Here is my interview with Kelly Oubre. We talked again after the Utah Jazz loss, uh, after the Jazz loss of uh, the, the following day or so uh, during the Wizards' homestand. We're at the halfway point right now. Uh, just kind of, I mean, look, I think for the most part, I think people have been impressed with what you've been able to do all year. How would you kind of assess 
what you've been able to accomplish so far at this point? Um, you know, I'm excited, you know, for what's to come. Um, can't really harp on what, what happened in the past, man. I can only build off what happened. So, you know, obviously, you know, the, the numbers don't lie. Um, you know, having a better year than I had last year. But at the end of the day, it's not where I want to be in the long run. So, you know, i got to continue to work and continue to sharpen my tools and lock in and, you know, continue to just grow every day. Um, you know, I can't get complacent because once I do that, I will stop succeeding. I can't say how everybody else views life, but I know for me sometimes I have to, like, take a step back and, like, get the force of the trees thing and step back and like, oh, okay, hold on. I have been, I've been conducting this. I've been focusing too much on that. I've been overthinking this. Do you have to do at any point, or maybe is this an opportunity just because it's the halfway point to sort of say, hey, okay, here's what I need to deal with. Here's what's going on, and maybe I just need to do this more, do that less, whatever? Um, I wouldn't say anything more or less. I just need to do things better. You know, I just need to pretty much handle myself in situations better, um, you know, not let things get to me. You know, like just mental breakdowns in the yeah. game, and you know, a couple times last game that I let the ref kind of get to me, and I wasn't locked in on defense because I was arguing on a call. You know, that stuff like that can't happen. So I got to grow in that aspect, and that's just maturity, man. Um, 22 years old, you know, I'm at the highest stage, you know, I could be, and I'm blessed. You know, so I take everything into consideration, and you know, I just want to be the best that I can be. Um, you know, coming off the bench, one day I want to be a starter, man. So I got to continue, you know, sharpen my tools so I can be, you know, somebody's best option. You know, people ask me what's going on with this team. Why guys have these weird ups and downs and I kind of say well some games this doesn't feel like mentally everybody's there but I have often said that the one guy I have not had to say that much about is you you seem to show up all the time with energy and you're always ready to go yeah that said does that so is that like an example when you're thinking when you're so pumped up that you're and something happens to the ref that it's almost the it's the benefit on the one hand of you're ready to go on the other hand you're almost too yeah. energized. Yeah, I mean, I, I put I put a lot of my emotions in the forefront. Um, you know, when I'm playing a game that I love, um, you know, it's just a lot of emotions because it's, you know, I love playing the game of basketball, man. So I want to succeed so bad, and you know, when something doesn't go my way a little bit, you know, I want it so bad to happen my way that you know, obviously, you, you forget the bigger picture and you forget why you're there, you know. And just to kind of go back to what I said, you know, I said you know, somebody's best option. I meant to say my best option for myself. You know, I want to make sure that you know I'm. The best me that I can be out there, man, because that's the only person I'm out here to please is myself. And, you know, obviously I'm here to make my family proud and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm just here to be the best person for myself for this team, man, because this team deserves, you know, to be great, you know, and the fans deserve to be great. The fans deserve to win, man. And, you know, we got to get it done. No excuses. So after, like, the game like the other night where, uh, you know, where, you know, at the end of the game, uh, you know, when a couple of defensive breakdowns and people just have shot and all that, what, what do you do? Do you go home and – Decompress and get away from basketball. Do you go home and immediately uh, look at the tape? Do you wait till the next day? Do you have, have you even looked at it, or, or do you just move forward? How does that some well, of that work? I look at the tape. You know, I look at the tape right after the game, man. You know, because it's already fresh on my mind. And you know, I kept saying I'm, I apologize to everybody in the locker room after it happened because I just felt like it was on me, and I took the responsibility for my mistakes and you know everything that I've done that you know wasn't right for the team and you know I made a couple mental mistakes man and that's that was kind of vital parts of the game you know no matter what you know the positives are you know you can look at those things and just get better from them you know because the failure is you know what's going to get me to be great now I just have to bask in it and you know accept failure on the on the times where I go like on television to do something they always say in order to get better you have to watch yourself so I go watch myself and sometimes like oh god I can't I struggle yeah so one game like the other night, do you do you get to that point in the game? Are you like, Ugh, I don't, I know what's coming. I don't want to watch. Or do you 
you have hey, to. this is my job, this is what I got to do. You have to, man. You got to embrace the failure. You know, you got to embrace the, you know, the mess up because, you know, how you, you're not going to make that mistake again if you, if you don't like how you look in certain instances. So, you know, you got to kind of watch it and go through that, that heartbreak a little bit, you know, reenact it so it won't happen again. You know, that's a part of growing. You know, it's a part of growth, man, but it's self-maturity too. I saw uh, after the practice, you and Scott, uh, when we were in there, we were off on the side talking on happy to hear if you want to tell me what he was saying to you but what what what's the what's that like for him to come and talk to you and i don't know what he was saying but i presume it has something to do with kind of what's going on recently what, what's that relationship like with him and what was sort of the message from him out right there pretty much just continue to grow um you know utilize each and every mistake as you know a positive and you know don't ever think that somebody's just getting on you you know to kind of break you down you got to look at it as you know they're trying to make you better uh, so you know i just got to continue to grow and um you know kind of just turn that curve and you know, he told me, he told me I'm 22 years old, but I got to think like a 25 year old, you know, and my dad tells me that all the time because you know, like the maturity, you know, factor is, is, is huge, you know, because I want to be great now, but you know, obviously I know that time, in time I will be, but you know, I just got to, you know, turn my learning curve and, you know, let my mental kind of catch up to my body. And just for you guys as a whole, man, I know we've been beating all this drum, beat the good teams, lose to the bad team. From your perspective, I know if you probably had the answer, you tell everybody and you saw the boat. What, what, when you look at it, you're like, what is, what is going on here? What, what, do, what, what do we do to fix this? We all have to hold each other accountable, you know, from the head on down. You know, we have to, you know, everybody has to be treated equally, man, and everybody has to hold each other accountable for their mistakes and, you know, for the things that they do right. You know, we can't just harp on the negatives. We also have to let people know what's positive about themselves and also, you know, that with that, you know, give, let people hold each other accountable and, you know, don't kind of get in each other's way because, you know, we're all family here. We're all on the same team. So, like, if I get on somebody or if somebody gets on me, I have to accept it, and they have to accept it as well, man. So, you know, we just can't be bigger than the situation. We all have to be equal and, you know, pretty much be as one because that's the only that's what makes great teams, and, you know, we have to get there. How the dogs doing? They're doing good, man. Growing, uh, acting bad, you know, <laughs> pooing, peeing in the house, but I love them to death, oh, man. No, right. they, yeah, they're my sunshine, man. Whenever I have, that, have a bad game, I go home to them, and they make me feel better immediately. So, like, if you're here, like, for a long time, and they get, like, walk, or are they waiting for you, and that's when the... Uh, well, I have, I have, you know, I have family, you know, that lives with me, and, and, you know, my girls, we all take care of them, but, you know, they, they, I mean, when they do, I mean, I, we're gone for a little bit out of time, so say I have a game, you know, we'll be gone for, like, five hours, so, you know, they, they'll, they'll do, the, I don't put them in the cage anymore so you know i let them do their thing but, but i clean it right up so you're, so you're doing your thing on national tv people are watching kelly reads this and all of a sudden your dogs are like oh no 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 we're gonna let you know who's really in charge exactly we're, we're, <laughs> they really in charge man they, they're the kings and queens of my life so you know that's that is what it is it's not gonna change <laughs> awesome man, kelly appreciate it. good luck all right you. i'll see you later thanks indeed the <clears throat> the animals that we have in our homes they rule the world. Every once in a while, I look around my house. I have, I've mentioned before, I have two cats. Grew up with cats. Don't judge me. And um, I'm always like, there's animals in my house, but they rule the roost. Always happy that, always glad that they are here without without a doubt. Um, the NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I don't know what Scott Brooks is uh 
happy about these days, but we will find out what kind of changes he's talking about soon enough. The Wizards back at it Friday night in Detroit, game two of their five-game road trip. We'll be back for more on the Locked on Wizards podcast, and as I said, I will be putting up a new podcast on the basketball in the DMV podcast, which you can find at patreon.com forward slash Ben Standig. I will be putting up, um, among other things, my interview with Jay Michael, formerly of CSN, uh, Wizards Insider, where we talked all kinds of Wizards angles, uh, big picture, uh, what's his take on this since we haven't heard from him on the podcast yet this year. So check that out. You need to sign up, join to be a member of that uh, podcast, and you will uh, get immediate access to it. But otherwise, I will play it for you on here down the line. So uh, that's it for now. Until next time, see ya. Deal gets open for three. Dagger! Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.